Hey, Vermont Untapped listeners. For election season 2022, Vermont Folklife is re-releasing Under the Golden Dome, the stories behind Vermont's citizen legislature. This 10-part series originally aired in 2004 and was created from interviews with 35 former legislators. You can learn more about this project and listen to other episodes of Vermont Untapped at www.vtfolklife.org untapped. Enjoy, and don't forget to vote. The Vermont legislature is just a big town meeting. It really is. The same kind of direct democracy, the same relationships of people, a sense of neighborliness, a greater sense of community as a small state, it all informs the legislative process and makes it, uh, somehow it works. It really does. I guess I wish that in many ways the rest of the world were more like Vermont. It would be difficult to find a better example of a citizen legislature than in Vermont, where the process is truly of, by, and for the people. But what is it that motivates a citizen to choose the path of public service? What spurred me on the most was that I learned a lot about the lack of legal protection for children uh, with respect to childhood sexual abuse. And there was an incident in one of the schools that I worked in that brought that to light, got me very angry, and inspired me to work on the childhood sexual abuse statute because of an incident that I found out about and had to act upon where many children had been uh, victims. And that really got to me. And I worked on a couple of bills, one of which I sponsored myself with some co-sponsors and helped shepherd it through, uh, I guess it was a year or two after I was elected. And that made me feel really good. I mean, you really can make a difference. Let's say I was, I guess, what, 28 years old, and I recently moved to Pownall. And there was a big controversy in Pownall about Sunday racing at the racetrack. The legislature had passed legislation that had authorized Sunday racing, and Pownall had no say at all whatsoever, except through uh, its representative, who at that time was Jim Lounsbury. So... um, I felt this wasn't a very fair way to treat the people of Powell, and I decided I'd run for the House. and So I ran, and um, I got elected. And I went up and served one term in the House, and I introduced a bill to give Powell a vote on Sunday racing, because that is what I had said was one of the issues that got me into politics and running for the legislature. The long and short of it is that I actually got the bill through the House. And it went over the Senate, and the bill passed, and Powell got its vote on Sunday racing. It's easy to separate yourself from the legislature and to forget that you have the power to influence the process. People would always say, well, you and they, you know, they the legislature and you the legislators, Marianne. And I would say to them, wait a minute, we have an incredible system in this country. I'm representing you. It's not you. If you don't like what they are doing, you need to get different legislators in. 
get out and vote. Get rid of me if that's what you don't, you don't want that to be happening. It was wonderful to really see that the government works for you and you are instrumental in making that government work. And in Vermont, that is so true. We are so fortunate in Vermont to have this small state where you have a contact with your local legislator or, or the governor or uh, where government uh, is responsive. It's well said that uh, all politics is local and uh, local control is the best. Here we have it, not to the extent that some would like, but still far more so than elsewhere. One of the joys of being in Vermont politics is you know your constituents. And one of the programs we funded was to treat women in the trades because women in the trades can begin to make some significant dollars. And one of the nicest personal things that ever happened to me was that we were having some plumbing done one day at a house and a very, very capable young woman came and I never had a woman plumber in my whole life. And she she came working with the journeyman who had, was directing her. And she was had been part of that program. And she was now making $9 an hour. And she'd been prior on welfare. I've often said that if we in Montpelier, in our statehouse, cannot make the democratic process work, nobody can. But it's so important that younger people can find a way and can feel that there's a place for them in our legislature. How do we make people feel valued as citizens of a democracy in a way that really encourages them to participate? We grew up with an ethic that we weren't just going to go to work and raise our families and deal with our immediate social environment. We grew up with the expectation that the other piece of that three-legged stool was, in fact, participating in our government some way, whether it's at local level, um, state level, through voting, through helping candidates get elected. But we will not survive as a democracy unless people really face up to this issue that they've got to build this into their time and into their lives. Democracy cannot work if large numbers of people opt out, if only one point of view prevails. It is not they in Washington. It's not they in Montpelier. It's not they on the Board of Selectmen. It's us. And if we cannot get the best minds and different minds, different points of view, to step forward and serve, then all of us are diminished. We heard the voices of Harvey Carter, David Walk, Marianne Carlson, Sam Lloyd, Sally Soule, Robert Gannett, Gretchen Morse, and Edgar May. All are former members of the Vermont Legislature. Under the Golden Dome was produced by the Vermont Folklife Center of Middlebury. Narration was written by Tim Brooks. Music was composed and performed by Bob Merrill. The interviews were sponsored by the Snelling Center for Government. Funding for this series was provided by the Vermont Community Foundation and the Wyndham Foundation. The series was edited, mixed, and produced by Bob Merrill. Executive producer was Jane Beck. I'm Greg Sherrill.